Hello and welcome to the Carnage Report, where we bring you the latest on all things horror-related, keeping you up to date with news you can use. I'm Nick Spasic. And I'm Julie Holland. The Carnage Report is part of the Cinepunks podcast family. Go to Cinepunks.com to find entertainment news, reviews, and other great podcasts like Horror Business and Twitch of the Death Nerve. If you want to help support Cinepunks and ultimately this show, you can become a Cinepunks Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash cinepunks that is c-i-n-e-p-u-n-x you can also check out these great sponsors like this one that i imagine is close to our hearts this morning essex coffee roasters essex coffee roasters specializes offers specialty grade coffee roasted to order for the most fresh and delicious home brewing experience essex is committed to accessible quality coffees offering education on coffee and brewing to all of their customers and right now, if you use code CINEPUNKS, you can get 10% off. Also, Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations is the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley, but also maybe the world. Personal and professional, the only place where you get punk rock attitude with professional service and printing. You can find them online at xlvacx.com. All right. We're going a little bit untraditional for our getting to know you question today. Um, for those of you that know Nick and I, and for those of you that are getting to know Nick and I, you might know that in addition to horror, we also love music and we love our local music here in the Lawrence and Kansas City area. And last night, one of our favorite bands that was big locally in the 90s and early 2000s did a reunion show that we were both at. And now it is 10 in the morning and we are <laughs> a bit zombie-ish. So we figured we better talk about it so that you would know what we why why this one might be a little chaotic and that band is called danger bob and if you're unfamiliar they are on spotify so you can check them out if you like power pop i think you'll like them i feel like they were the blink 182 that didn't happen uh yeah and i somebody was talking last night about like the possibility that blink 182 were the band suit were the band who tanked danger bob's chances uh, yeah it's like danger bob didn't have someone as attractive as mark hoppus and i feel like that's what held them back they're better <laughs> songwriters no question was, yeah evidently the there was a label talking about them and then they were also looking at blink 182 and it's like well uh these guys are more fuckable so yeah. uh, we can sell these to teenage girls as well as teenage mm -hmm. boys so uh yeah. which is Magic, a shame really yes uh it was fantastic getting like so all three bands on that bill. Like I was, I think I was just as excited about seeing uh, the Bubble Boys open up, who are a local mm -hmm. punk band. Um, Share UK playing with a lineup I never saw because that was way before I was ever going to shows. Yeah, um, that's we were discussing last night that we we missed out on the initial love of share uk because everyone who's a big share uk fan is five to ten years older than us <laughs> so we were just like not quite ready for them when they were more popular in the scene yeah it was uh like that show like i i, I think as you're <laughs> demonstrating like we saw a lot of people at that show last night um yes it was 100 percent like old home week like you were describing it as like a not quite high school reunion, not quite college reunion, just like mm -hmm. all of the people you met when you were becoming an adult. Yeah. Like... And for me, it was like a span because there were people there that I went to college with mm -hmm. that I because I went to college in Emporia, Kansas, and not many bands came to Emporia, but Danger Bob did. And so a lot of us would go see them every time. And so there was there was this college contingent. Then there was the My Time in Lawrence contingent, huge amount of people. And then there's like a few people since then who also still love the band, but who I haven't seen in a while. It was this weird span of all the friendships, which it was wild and so refreshing and very needed. I, I think the the mark of like how interesting that show was is like the people I hung out with were not the people I thought I would ha be hanging out with. Yeah, same. It's like, you know, there are people that I see on the regular and I like I usually hang out with them. But then there are like people like I haven't seen in 10 years mm -hmm. or, you know, and just like we hung out all night like it was. And then I probably will not see them for another 10 years if if not. More. Yeah. Yeah. I hung out with my old my first Lawrence roommate from 20 years ago, who also was a friend from college. And he was bringing up, he was like, oh, I tried to get this person to come and this person, and he's bringing up names I haven't heard in 20 years. And it like <laughs> unlocked this box in my head where all these people live. And I was like, 
I forgot they existed. <laughs> in fact, I saw three different roommates there. One of them, <laughs> Ed Parker. I know he listens, so that's why I'm bringing him up because he did bring up that he listens. Um, yeah, three different roommates from three different Lawrence era. Well, overlapping Lawrence eras, but it was really funny. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just a, a blast and a half to just like hang out. Uh, like. I, Obviously, I was yelling along for most of it, which is why my voice sounds the way it does. Um, but yeah, like that, it was so much fun to like see both, like all the bands did songs that like I've never, like I can't remember the last time I heard them do it live. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I love the fact that the Bubble Boys did a song uh, that was like on their first seven inch that I've never heard, and uh, evidently, I guess I had a small amount to do with that hey it is like hey podcasting works Uh, (laughs) but uh no like uh oh also danger bob working in a uh bit of wet legs chaise long uh was i i don't believe i've laughed that hard in a while and also (laughs) wanted to hear them do the whole song (laughs) yeah it's really good yeah it it was it was so fun. And Danger Bob is like one of those bands that to me was so formative because like they were the first band that made me realize like they would play on this local station out of Lawrence that we could get in Emporia, which was really hard to get stations in Emporia because it's in a valley. So it was hard to get stations in. So once you could find 105.9 The Laser on your dial, you couldn't even breathe on your car radio dial oh, again yeah. or you would when lose I, it. Same thing when I was in high yeah. school. And so they would play Danger Bob and I just loved them. And then I found out they were local and i didn't even know like i so ridiculous and naive like i was reading rolling stone and all that but i did not know that you could be a local band and be on the radio like i thought you just would have to move to chicago or new york or la like to just be local and and play that and so then when they started coming to town and i could see them it was wild and then oddly when i first moved to lawrence and i started working at the bottleneck like the first friend i made was andy from (laughs) danger bob and i can attribute Every friend that I have, including you, that I have made post-2002, for the most part, to Andy Bob, it all goes back to the people that he introduced me to and the connections that he helped me make. And it's it's crazy when you think about it, when you like do my little tree, like even the people I met, met through Roller Derby, I wouldn't have started Roller Derby if it weren't for friends that I made through Andy. And it, it's just, it's so weird how that works. You could not have told that to 16-year-old me. They were the first local like local band that was not made up of people that went to my high school or the mm-hmm. adjoining like adjacent high school uh in Leavenworth. Um when I was like a senior in high school, um there was a show at at St. Mary's College. It was called the uh Spring Welcome Back Bash. Uh, and they had a band play in the gymnasium um like on the football court. Uh, at St. Mary's College there in Lumworth. And uh, that was Danger Bob. And they were playing. It was like middle of the week. It was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, maybe a Thursday. And I asked my parents, I was like, can I go? And I'm like, it's free. It's literally five minute. It's five minute drive from our house. Like, I won't be out super late. Um, and they're like, yeah, you just have to make it school tomorrow. And I don't care. And uh, I went and it was very weird because like that was a band I had heard on the radio. Like, same as you. Like, mm-hmm. it's just that. I can't believe like I'm seeing a band like they like that made them legit famous um in my eyes. I'm like yeah. getting to like hang out with them like during this like when they had a set break. Um and that was the I first mean, time. I wrote piglet lyrics on my notebooks as though they were <laughs> Def Leppard or something. <laughs> I remember uh, like and that was just like one of those things and like i would go see i saw them play the weirdest places when i moved to lawrence to go to school like they used Mm -hmm. to play uh a mexican restaurant called dos hombres like all (laughs) the time uh they played a barbecue contest at a produce distributor (laughs) in north lawrence (laughs) um all in pajamas too i think usually uh, yeah uh and our, Carl anyway. Uh the the pajamas uh from from their album uh Mega Vegas are currently owned and framed by our friend Rodney. It's true. It's true. Uh, also their front, their front man ahead. was very famous for uh 
for like when they would perform he would wear a different set of pajamas every show uh to the point where there were people who were disappointed he was not wearing pajamas last night i, I know that suit looked amazing though it, they they looked good i also couldn't believe the drummer kenny kept his shirt on all night i don't think i've ever seen that happen i know like which is funny because he was posting pictures on facebook with his shirt off so yeah i was I like I, he can still pull it off i think he <laughs> looks more fit than the rest of us i also want to mention that i was ever so briefly in a version of danger bob because i was in the oh, molly phonics free <laughs> which is after andy bob got really obsessed with the polyphonic spree and wanted to do it and so he made well he made molly phonics spree and then hello super world which were both sort of the same thing where it was similar to polyphonic spree and that there was a choir and some extra instruments and we were doing mostly danger bob songs and a few originals which i actually kind of miss some of those originals because andy's just such a good songwriter and they were such good songs also uh seeing hello super world uh like do a cover of vanilla radio by the wild hearts was yeah. just like one of those where like it was like me and my buddy matt Bechtold like standing by the front of the stage like right before it starts and he just points and he's like i think you guys will get this <laughs> we're like, I'm like yeah yeah like i think we're the only two people in here besides you and the band who know who the band is yeah such a fun time i really enjoyed our cover of hey ya oh god um <laughs> From from the last Danger Bob reunion show, I have one of the Polaroids that Carl was taking and throwing out into the audience. I caught one and had the whole band sign it, oh, and it was nice. framed somewhere in my house. The the legit shake it like a Polaroid picture. Yes. Oh, fun times. So yeah, it's not horror, but it's what we do, and we loved it. <laughs> and they do have a song called "The Hook," which does feature a lot of urban legends so you could call it horror adjacent <laughs> yeah let's let's say that <laughs> <laughs> it's close enough okay uh thank you all for uh letting us talk about that sort of thing And now mm -hmm. it is time for new nightmares. Yes. Uh, this is our roundup of trailers, things new to streaming, coming th soon to theaters, etc., so on and so forth. What do you have up for us first, Julie? Up for us first, we got a trailer for Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities, and it looks great. There's a moment at the end where he steps out and he says, welcome to my Cabinet of Curiosities. And it makes me hope that he does that every episode, like the old alfred hitchcock show like i want that so bad everything I, in the trailer looks so guillermo del toro and i uh, i'm just i'm so stoked everything in that trailer is just enough to make me what like i'm intrigued but i have no idea what's going on and I'm yeah. like, i need to watch i mean like obviously like you can go look online and realize that it's like oh they're like i've read several of these stories but the, the thing I enjoyed about it is I couldn't quite figure out what was from which story. Mm -hmm. So like without like having to like look on Wikipedia and like see who is in each. I'm like, OK, I think that's Pikmin's model. You know, like, yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, it uh, you can catch it on Netflix on October 25th. And although there's already so much to watch, I'm a little bummed out that it's not coming out until the 25th because that feels like forever from now. But by then we should be able to savor it in through november and i uh it, you gotta watch this trailer guys i don't think it'll spoil anything for anything because like nick said it's like just enough and you know like it's not showing you all the good gore or all the good scares you know it's not because of who's involved well and and the nice part is is that it's four nights which yeah. i'm very excited about like you you don't you're not going to like have to figure out this way to like jam like eight hours worth of stuff into your eyeballs. Mm -hmm. um, you you can savor it. Yeah, which I, 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 I very dole much it out to us in little trick or treat pouches. Mm -hmm. 
um here's something uh that <laughs> we might not ever get to see i know i put this uh, on here because i was like we can't have this but what is happening um so uh takashi Miike uh has directed connect it's a series for disney plus korea and here's the thing that people need to understand is that like hulu is strictly like a united states thing and so disney plus like in other countries carries like a lot of uh, like you'll find out about like stuff hitting like disney plus in europe and you're like wait what and yeah no it's it's there's hulu is united states only so like all of this stuff that would normally end up on hulu in other countries ends up on disney plus there you go so disney plus korea yeah the guy who did audition and Ichi the Killer. Uh, it's adapted from uh, a manga uh, wherein a man is kidnapped and one of his eyes is removed by a gang of organ hunters. And then that eye is then transplanted into the body of a serial killer. And he can now see like what this serial killer is doing. And uh, it is a six-part episode uh, series that evidently just aired. Um. You can watch the trailer over at Bloody Disgusting uh, or on YouTube. Uh, it's I, not in English, so you can't understand it, but your eyes can understand all of the danger spaghetti, as I, as I'm going to call it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I mean, it's intriguing, and I would like, I would love to see like Takashi Miike tackle a mini series, but who knows? Uh, I'm sure it'll pop up somewhere at some point. With I'm sure, I'm sure it has already been. Uh, <laughs> pirated torrented and somebody is working on translating uh into english so. yeah i i hope we get i hope we get to see it in some relatively easy format because it, it does look pretty cool even though i couldn't understand any of the dialogue in the trailer i was still like i want to see this this looks good all right next up we have talked about this but now we have a trailer for bones and all which has timothy chalamet um it, it will be in theaters November 23rd. The film follows two outsiders who embark on a thousand mile odyssey through Ronald Reagan's America. When they discover they cannot outrun their terrifying past, the pair take a final stand to determine whether their love can survive their, their otherness. So this is like a uh, this is like a romance, but with lots of blood. And it looks really um, hillbilly kind of or backwoods, mm -hmm. which I, I like. I I lean right toward that stuff. Uh, the uh, trailer is more visceral than I would have expected. There have been like several trailers. <clears throat> I think the one we watched for the show is the one that's got the Leonard Cohen song in the background. Yes. Yeah. Which works really well. Uh huh. Unfortunately, um, that's not like what they're. I, I when I went and saw Trick or Treat the other night, like they had a ton of horror trailers for it. Obviously, one of which was this. Uh, and there's a trailer that shows a lot more and explains like there's a lot more plot going on. Which I mm. think I don't know if it made. I still want to see the movie, but like avoid that trailer if you can because gotcha. you will you will learn a lot. Like it spells out a lot of things that are sort of implicit it makes explicit what's implicit in this trailer so mm -hmm. but i'm very excited it looks very um it's like it's like watching uh like the terrence malick movie like badlands about you know like stark weather um mm -hmm. uh, now i want to watch that again because i haven't seen it in like 20 years <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay so uh another trailer for the accursed um starring mina savari i don't know like she she's featured in it um i mean she's featured heavily in the trailer but, but she does uh, not appear to be the main character no yeah it is uh from the director of willie's wonderland kevin lewis and the accursed um uh, in the film, Ellie is asked by a family friend to spend a few days looking after an elderly woman living in a remote cabin. She readily agrees, thinking a short trip to the woods will be a nice escape. The cabin turns out to be anything but relaxing as Ellie begins hallucinating in ways that blur reality with her dreams. As the visions take over, Ellie realized that she was lured there by a demonic presence hiding inside of the woman just waiting to break free. Um, this is very different than Willy's Wonderland. Very why do people uh, continually think a, a getaway in the woods would be relaxing? A nice yeah. escape. It never is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, let's go to the woods and take, and take care, care of it. a mysterious old woman. Yeah. yeah it'll be fine. Life. It never goes badly. 
I feel like I hope this trailer didn't show too much because it shows a lot of like uh, kind of creepy moments. There's like a, a hand coming out of a face and all that stuff. So I hope it didn't give away everything. But it looks pretty. It looks kind of fun. Yeah, that, that that's going to be one that I'll just wait on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That one that one will have to probably wait until November at least. Very much. so. All right. I think that we talked about this movie, but I don't know that we had a trailer when we talked about it. So. And I didn't do the work to go back to our old <laughs> outlines to see for sure. So I hope that I'm not repeating them myself. But if I am, this is your reminder to go watch the trailer for Slashback um, because it looks really cool. It's coming out on VOD on October 21st. This is um, it's set in Pag- Pang Natur- Pang. Do you know how to say it, Nick? Pang near tongue. Okay, there we go. No, no, and no. then there's yes. Which is a sleepy a sleepy hamlet nestled in the majestic mountains of Baffin Island in the Arctic Ocean. Slashback opens as the village wakes up to a typical summer day. No school, no cool boys, well, except one, and 24 hours sunlight. But for Micah and her ragtag friends, the usual summer is suddenly not in the cards when they discover an alien invasion in their hometown. So these are like teens early teens probably and then there's an alien and they're all girls and they fight it and it looks badass and they look badass and kids versus aliens is a theme Mm -hmm. in title and in subject matter in films lately uh gets me every time if it's done right this one looks like it's done right oh it looks so good yeah i can't Uh, wait for it yeah um I can't remember like where I first heard about this, but like as soon as I heard about it, I was like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm so excited!" Yeah, <laughs> like because like the monster design looks pretty cool. Um, the kids like have that. Um, I th- they're all, if I recall from what I've read, they're all from like that area. Like they mm-hmm. didn't get professional actors, and I mean, I know sometimes that like. For anyone who's watched a lot of 80s shot on video films, you can see what happens when you get people who aren't actors acting. Yeah. In quotation marks. <laughs> but like I it it feels like they definitely like got like kids who are just like, yeah, we do this all the like, you know, you get kids who pretend and it's just like, okay, we just have to okay, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It at least in the trailer, it looks like they've got acting chops. And that can be hard with both non-actors and with kids. So if they found some non-acting kids who manage this, that's pretty rad. Yeah, I think, you know, you just let them have fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is like a whole bunch of news in one. Um, and uh, it, it it is Christmas in October. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Fangoria had the best headline for the announcement of the trailer for Violent Night, which is just, (laughs) holy shit, they made the fake Santa movie from Scrooge. (laughs) And as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my god, it is the night the reindeer died. (laughs) Um, Minus Lee Majors. Although, we haven't seen the movie yet. Who knows? If If they didn't tap in on that, they might have missed an opportunity. We talked about it uh, when the poster came out uh, last episode about how excited we were for it. And now I think after seeing this trailer, I'm certainly more excited because it's just like it is it is David Harbour being like the most like 80s action hero I could possibly think of. Like so many witticisms Mm -hmm. just oh. And that oh, looks so there's sp- part of it when he's got his Santa hair and a man bun. And I was just like, I love this. I don't know why that part did it for me, but I was like, he would have to put his hair up. And I've had so many, like, not necessarily horror people send me this and be like, A, is this real? And B, this looks awesome. And I'm like, yes and yes. These things are all true. And uh, as John Leguizamo playing the villain, and uh, I'm yeah. super excited for that. Uh mm-hmm. Also, like they announced like right around the same time that um, a movie that we mentioned very briefly last week, um, the Joe Bagos movie, it is called Christmas Bloody Christmas, and it will hit Shudder and theaters this December 9th. Um, it, it is 
Set on Christmas Eve and centers on Tori Looms, a fiery record store owner who just wants to get drunk and party for the holiday until a robotic Santa Claus at a nearby toy store goes haywire and begins a rampant killing spree that forces her into a blood-spattered battle for survival. There is one still, and I have never wanted to see something so much in my life. We must have been very, very good boys and girls this year (laughs) to deserve these presents. Yeah, and on top of all of that, Vinegar Syndrome did like they're in the, as part of their latest uh, batch of pre-orders. Um, the uh, long, like bootlegged, hard to find in a uh, quality re- uh, version. Uh, don't open till Christmas. Uh, will be out and available at the end of this month on Blu-ray for the first time ever. Um, so I mean, it's just like I have, I have a feeling that we're gonna be able to like lean really hard into some Christmas horror for mm-hmm. for our episodes in December. So December is the new October, apparently. <laughs> I'm so excited. I love Christmas horror, and when it's, it's done yes. right, it's so much fun. Yes. Okay. I think we're leaving fun, and we're heading straight into weird. <laughs> uh, there's a clip for a new movie called Good Boy, and uh, I'll just read you the synopsis. Uh, This is Scandinavian. Uh, Sigrid thinks she's met the perfect match with the charming and handsome Christian. But there is one catch. He lives with a man who acts like his pet dog. Trying to be open-minded, Sigrid continues the relationship but begins to notice an insidious undertone to Christian. Maybe puppy play isn't as innocent as it seems. And you guys, this clip. I've seen some shit. I've never seen anything as creepy as this man in a really fairly realistic in a way dog suit yeah eating some dog food on the floor while they're having breakfast and i just am so upset by it i love the expression on her face yeah can you imagine like you know he has said yeah i live alone i've got a dog and she's like okay and then spends the night and then that's what you see in the morning the fact that she stuck around for breakfast and didn't immediately just be like i gotta go well in the clip she does she's like you know what bye and he's like wait i this was i don't want this to ruin things like i'm sorry man it does (laughs) it's like no it's perfectly normal like that would be the end of the movie for me Like I'm not I'm not trying to like king shame or anything, but like you have to understand that that is not something you, you have to ease people in. Yeah. Like you don't you just, just like bring that on someone. Right. Like you present it like it's a present. Aren't you so lucky that you get to share this with me? That sort of thing. <laughs> like not just like, oh hey, this is my dog. You know that's not a dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I I'm eager to see it. So eager, in fact, that uh there was a a modern horrors request if anybody wanted to review it and i didn't speak up at first and now i think i might circle back and be like hey if that's still an option <laughs> i'd like to see that because uh i don't know when we get to see it it doesn't it premiered at beyond fest but there's no further information um so i mean i'm sure we'll see it eventually yeah yeah i like i mean if it played at beyond fest it'll show up somewhere at some point especially if there's already a clip online so yeah speaking of clips online um they dropped the trailer for vhs 99 this week uh and i immediately dropped everything i was doing to watch it um i don't know like it looks like i'm i'm like the vhs movies have been like a mixed bag i did really enjoy 94 when it came out last year like that was a real blast and this one looks oh there there's something uh like about it like especially like whatever the like tv show part of it that i really really want to see um mm-hmm. I, I feel like all of these movies are just like something where you watch and everybody has their favorite ones and you just kind of like want to assemble like the best one <laughs> from each movie and just yeah. make, like whenever it, whenever it ends like a perfect compilation of like the best from each would be the thing i would want to see one of my secret shames is that I've never seen a VHS. Movie. Oh, well, I need I need to get on that. I recommend them. They're fun. Like they go by quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any good reason for it. I just <laughs> no reason haven't. Um, I've even seen the spinoff uh, from the first one, Siren. Oh, nice. <clears throat> but so like 
uh, they announced that they dropped the trailer and then all of a sudden uh, coming next year will be VHS 85, uh, which is crazy. Uh, and it's going to have um, David Bruckner directing um, Scott Derrickson, Gigi Saul Guerrero, uh, Natasha Kermani and Mike P. Nelson. So holy shit. Like, it can't be like bad. The- that's the best directorial, like all of them. Like yeah. also they're they've all pro proven that they're really good with shorts. Um mm-hmm. so like I'm very, very excited uh for that one. I mean, obviously that's a good long way off, and we haven't even seen VHS 99 yet, but there we go. Yep, there we go. Speaking of things that are a long way off, but just little bits of news here and there, we got a little bit of Bill Skarsgard news, and I want to point out that I was listening to an interview with the director of Barbarian who said that Bill Skarsgård does not like horror movies, and I just can't believe that's <laughs> true based on these things. So The Crow, I think we've talked about how Bill is going to be in the, in, is he is in the upcoming reboot of The Crow. That has wrapped production. Um, I'm looking, I don't think, I still don't think we know exactly when we're going to get it, but, you know soon ish i don't know next year but also it has been announced that bill will be nosferatu in robert eggers remake of nosferatu and i can't think of anyone better to play nosferatu (laughs) honestly and it's also going to have lily rose depp if that's something that intrigues you um it's a reimagining the pick is a gothic tale of obsession between a haunted young woman in the 19th century Germany and the ancient Transylvanian vampire who stalks her, bringing untold horror with him. Vampires are hot right now. We're having a resurgence, and I guess we're taking it back to the OG. So excited for that. Um, did you ever see the the movie about the making of that with, oh, with Willem Dafoe? Mm-hmm. No, uh, it's uh, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it because I am super sleepy. Uh, uh, Shadow of the Empire. Um, hmm. It's fantastic. Uh, it also has John Malkovich. Uh, so it's uh, two of the creepiest people uh, in film in one. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> highly recommend it. Uh, so there is finally after like god knows how many fits and starts over the years there is going to be a movie adaptation for the video game five nights at freddy's now here's the thing about this <laughs> like, i'm gonna get on a soapbox for a minute jason bloom was on twitter the other day like talking about like there's big news coming be excited and everybody's losing their shit and then this is the announcement and i was just <laughs> like come on man like yeah, I get that it's a big deal and all of that, but like people were just like, oh shit, it's gonna be Friday the 13th. They figured out how to do it, it's gonna be great. Um but uh, yeah, Emma Tammy, who did The Wind and Blood Moon, will direct the film. Uh, the um, wind. although like going going back to like what we I was saying about the the accursed, like we've technically already had a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, and it was called Willie's Wonderland. Uh, and it features uh, Nicolas Cage never speaking an entire world word for <laughs> except for like yeah um, for like an hour and a half, and it's it's not a great movie, but it is a lot of fun, uh, and I highly recommend tracking that one down. Um, I'm sure this movie will do insane amounts of money and piss off a lot of uh, people on the internet. I imagine this is the kids who grew up playing this game are now of an age to really show up some money to see and engage with this all right next bit of news uh there's going to be a sequel to satan's slaves which is satan's slaves communion uh director jojo no joko anwar uh this movie is a few years ago i don't i should have looked it up today you know 2017 um this is on shutter i think it's still on shutter if you haven't seen it i highly recommend it it was very scary and it was kind of it brought in this Asian Indonesian. It was right when this research, this like, I don't know, fervor for these kind of movies came. And it was, it's one of the really, really good ones. And I'm very excited for the sequel. Um, the sequel revolves around a family living in a rundown apartment after escaping terror from their mother who returned from 
death, not knowing that their new home is a bigger threat to their lives. So I don't I don't want to talk too much about, it, I guess, with the um, original, because I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it, because I think a lot of people still haven't watched that one and would really like it. Uh, but it's, you know, it, it's it's ghosty. It's maybe we made a deal with someone we shouldn't have made a deal <laughs> with kind of situation. <laughs> um have you seen it nick did you watch satan slave i honestly haven't and i like i thought i had <laughs> like and i just i was like no i haven't seen it and everybody it's, it's really good i'll have to go back and check it out add and, it and you have some time a little bit of time the sequel hits shutter on november 4th yay, yay. um so speaking of sequels look at that transition magic <laughs> um uh, so, uh, several years ago, there was an independent uh, sort of hit of a sort called The Barn. Uh, I was a big fan of it. Um, mm-hmm. Did you did you ever see it? I did. I liked it. Um, and it's finally uh, The Barn 2 has been playing like various like festivals and special screenings. And it's coming out on Blu-ray. Uh, I don't think it's going to they're 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 they are being very upfront with the idea. It's like, listen, it's being manufactured right now. It might not be like it's not going to ship until like end of October at the earliest. So like, please don't get hyped on <laughs> the idea of being able to watch this for Halloween. But the plot, uh, the sequel to the film takes place three years later and follows our final girl, Michelle, who is now in college. However, she is still plagued with questions of what truly happened after what she believes was only a ritualistic attack that killed all of her friends. This year's annual haunted house thrown by the sorority girls of Gamma Tau Psi is forced off campus. But thankfully, the ban on Halloween has been lifted by the town mayor. Unfortunately for Michelle, some uninvited trick-or-treaters from her past come knocking. So you get like the three like evil masked folks from the uh, first movie returning along with a bunch of all new folks, uh, including some very interesting um, guest stars, featured actors uh, like Diana Prince, a.k.a. Darcy the Male Girl, uh, Joe Bob Briggs, Ari Lehman, uh, Linnea Quigley, and uh, so on. Uh, I'm uh, The trailer makes it look like it's just as much fun and kind of goes even bigger than the original. And uh, I need to order that. And if you haven't seen the original, I think it's a good Halloween watch to add to your rotation. And it is on Vudu, Tubi, and Screenbox and rentable, of course, as well on Amazon. Yeah. Speaking of good Halloween watches, they have there has been a, a slight announcement a trick-or-treat sequel is and i quote in very active development according to michael doherty that's the long and short of the news really i don't i don't think anything else could be shared at this time i think everyone heard that though and and got pretty stoked because we're all in trick-or-treat hype right now and the thought of having a second one is very exciting oh god it the thing is the more i watch the original the more i'm just like i don't know if i want a sequel like this is Mm -hmm. it's so perfect and self-contained like i mean yes the character of sam like definitely opens it up but man like getting to see it on the big screen made me fall in love with it like all over again honestly also fun fact like uh the 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 werewolf uh in whose name I, I can never remember the name of like a lot of the characters yeah um but the werewolf who is in the cinderella costume who has the tattoo on the back on her back i've never been able to read it like oh. on my tv uh and seeing it like splashed across the big screen i was like oh it says neil Desperandum. okay cool <laughs> like that answered a question <laughs> because i was trying to watch it in bed like uh, for for our last episode, like a week and a half ago, and I was like, "I, what does that tattoo even say?" <laughs> Hopefully, that's not key. No, I don't think it is. No, just a nice tidbit. Uh and for our final piece of news, um, so uh, Visual Vengeance is a very fun uh label that is a spinoff of Wild Eye Distribution, uh, and they've been putting out some really great like shot on video uh films. 
Uh, and the, one of the next ones they have coming up uh, is uh, it is a movie called Heartland of Darkness, aka Blood Church. It was <laughs> shot 30 years ago, like end of like like right around like 1991, never released. Um, uh, and it stars Linnea Quigley. Well, like she's a featured actress. It's like she's the only name in it, though. But um, in the small town of Copperton, Ohio, Paul Henson, a former big city journalist, buys a small local paper. He quickly falls into a wide-reaching conspiracy of ritualistic murder and cult mind control when he discovers that the entire town may be under the spell of a satanic reverend and his flock. Uh, I got a screener for this. It's so much fun. I nice. like it's it's very like of that era. Like it feels like a like a drama and action movie like there are horror elements but it's like definitely more of a thriller um Mm -hmm. but oh man yeah it's it's uh it's something to be seen and i'm very excited what uh visual vengeance is doing although like it's hard to find their stuff like it hits like i mean like if you want to buy it from someplace you kind of have to get it off amazon unfortunately oh. like because all the other places like they just sell out immediately and then you well, that's yeah. too bad yeah but uh they are putting out fun stuff cool that's it we did the news the news i can't believe you're moving this summer we're always gonna be friends pick you up and jump it's gonna be hot this weekend should we do something This weird little building where that girl was sacrificed in a satanic ritual. Let's go in. Come on, Abs. One more adventure? Physically, she got all grotesque and gnarly. But then she got better, right? She looks copacetic, but up here, you can cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. I guess that's one way to put it. Dollars of donuts, it's demonic possession. She needs an exorcism. our feature presentation this week we're talking my best friend's exorcism directed by damon thomas nick tell us what it is uh in this adaptation of grady hendrick's novel in 1988 best friends abby and gretchen navigate boys pop culture and a paranormal force clinging to gretchen with help from a mall exorcist abby is determined to compel the demon back into the pits of hell if it doesn't kill gretchen first uh Mm -hmm. this movie is now uh it came out um about a week ago on via amazon prime yep how'd you feel um i i'm like ambivalent and i feel like a lot of people are some people are downright angry i've I've definitely seen some people who loved the book who hated it i loved the book i i liked the movie it was it was fine um i feel like some key intangibles from the book were not captured in the movie like i mean we talked before about how grady hendrix somehow for a man really captures female relationships and and he really captures the feeling in my best friend's exorcist of being a teenage girl and having that that very best friend that you're very very close with just the feeling of that and how you would know if they were possessed even if they were acting even if no one else knew you would know and 
I just don't think that it and and even the complexity of like we have these other friends who we kind of hate but they're also still our best friends <laughs> and I I don't know that the movie captures that like the, the ones that are kind of jerks you don't you're like why does she why does Abby even care about these other two they're kind of jerks but in the book you're like I can still see why she cares but they are jerks because yeah. everyone's a jerk in high school in different ways yeah that's sort of the 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 thing i feel like there are movies that get that sort of kid slash young adult dynamic correct Mm -hmm. like where you like you watch the monster squad is like one of those things where i I think it's a really good example where like all of those kids like they have you know like people who are part of that group like they have a friend they just call fat kid like and, and like and he still hangs out with them. He, they he considers them his friends, and yeah. like that's and they sort of, are. They just they have are. an unfortunate nickname for him. But I mean, like that's sort of the thing where it's like you know, you know, your best friends. I feel like in like middle school and high school are also like the people who can legitimately treat you the worst because yeah. they know you the best. Yeah. I mean, my best girlfriends in middle school and high school, I mean, they they could cut me to the core, <laughs> but they were still my best friends. Like with like one sentence, like where yeah. it, it would be casual, like that's yeah. the thing. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be like anything where they're like, I'm going to see this and it's going to kill them. It's just like it's literally offhanded and, and you'll spend two days like, how do they do that? Like, oh, God. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think it misses the mark on those relationships. Um, my friend Lisa pointed out that her one of her favorite parts in the book was how was the after, and you know how the French how they show how the friendships continue throughout the rest of their lives, and you don't get that in the movie. Which understandably, it's hard to you know you can't put everything in a movie, and that would have been hard to capture. But but yeah, I that was, and it also it wasn't as funny as like Grady Hendrix is hilarious yeah his and and in such a kind of casual way it's like it's not trying too hard he's just fucking funny and the movie i felt like most of the funny part came from the mall exorcist which uh, is also not really what he is he's not an exorcist and that's the problem yeah but he got all the quote-unquote funny lines which weren't that funny and the rest of it was like too serious kind of I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, I don't like to single anybody out or anything like in terms of production, but like, definitely, uh, this is the first like, uh, f- film screenplay, um, written by uh Jenna uh Lamaya. Um, like, she's written like a lot of stuff for like TV. Um, but like, this is her first film. And I think it kind of shows it like the, the things she's worked on are definitely like sort of like teen dramas, like the yeah. reboot of 90210 and like that show awkward. Um, and it kind of has that feel and like where um, I, uh, I saw somebody on Twitter, like made the point, like they're what I feel like Grady Hendrix's books, like the time period in which they're set is like sort of like very inexorably like part of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like my best friend's exorcism works because it is set in the Um, Mm eighties. Like the, the Southern book clubs guide to slaying vampires works because it is set in like the early nineties. Like there's a very specific sort of like, cultural shift that usually is taking place that he's kind of also playing off of mm-hmm. um and uh in this movie it it's just it you don't really get a sense that it is the 80s also at some point somebody uses the word bay and i'm like that is that is a new word that is not yeah, something no. that somebody was saying in um 1988 uh and that took me right the fuck out of it uh which is a weird thing to say about a movie about demonic possession but <laughs> Uh, yeah, but the, I mean, the soundtrack's really good, but yeah, it's also, man, like I complain about this all the time, but like, it's, it's a lot of real obvious choices that I'm like, well, that's cause you're Amazon and you can afford <laughs> like, yeah. to the rights for all the hits. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would have been cool to have some deep cuts. Uh, I read the book and my memory is constantly shit, but I feel like in the book when, so you know, I don't think it's giving too much away to say that the quote unquote mall exorcist doesn't get the job done and Abby has to really do it herself. And she, I feel like in the movie, she's like, by the power of boy George, by the power of these things, but I feel like in the book, like she quotes lyrics, like, this yeah. is our song. Here are the lyrics. This will pull you out. And and I love that. And I love that that still is where the movie lands as far as like pulling your friend out of something, be it literal demonic possession or whatever is the metaphorical trouble. The fact that it could happen, it doesn't have to be the Bible or God or whatever, like the, anything that matters to you that much. And like Boy George mattered to them that much. But I just... I think to drive it home, like we needed to see them spend more time with boy George or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like we needed to see them driving around listening to those songs. Like just, we needed more of those casual moments that we really didn't get. The most, uh, the most effective use of music is actually not like an 80s song. It's, um, (laughs) it's, it's when uh, Gretchen, like puts on uh that Pete Seeger version of Little Boxes and starts yeah. singing along because it is creepy. Yeah. Um uh like all of the the actors in this movie are really they're all pretty solid, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um uh like I mean obviously like Elsie Fisher like has gotten like a got a Golden Globe nomination and like has done like a ton of things over the years, uh, including um, uh, another horror movie, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the reboot mm-hmm. that came out earlier this year. Another uh, horror movie that disappointed people. <laughs> yeah. No fault of hers. <laughs> yeah, no, but like I feel like she is. Um, uh, I she her character in this movie though is kind of one note and I feel like uh, Amaya Miller uh, gets like a lot like gets to have the most fun yeah and you know and I in general I liked this movie so it's it just I'm just tearing it apart I I mean I probably won't watch it a lot I might watch it again sometime but also it's set in the 80s it doesn't it feels like it's set at an 80s costume party Mm-hmm. like none of it feels like they really try like the everybody's parents look ridiculous that i don't know just it doesn't it it looks like everyone's everyone was invited to an 80s theme party and so they bought some things off amazon that fit the theme and it it doesn't look like how you'd really be in the 80s the one thing i do really appreciate though is that like um abby's house is the most like like it's the most 80s house i've ever seen like Mm -hmm. anything that's come out lately like a lot of people like there there are those memes that go around where it's you know it's like what did the 80s look like in tv and it's all like neon and everything and like what it looks like in real life and it's just brown mcdonald's ashtray and i'm like yeah like that's the thing it's like people in the 80s like had a bunch of shit from the 70s yeah (laughs) that was that was old now like that was like 10 Mm -hmm. years old um like shag carpeting looks like shit yeah it's not good (laughs) after a decade of like being in your basement um but i feel like they they nailed things but yeah like some things and then some things so not mm -hmm. like uh it just does it christopher lowell as christian the uh, quote unquote uh mall exorcist uh who actually you know honestly like what he does is actually way more entertaining like yeah. <laughs> it's way better than being a mall exorcist it uh yeah. so it's like uh bodybuilders uh <laughs> yeah because bodybuilders of- who come to your school for assembly and talk to you about jesus mm-hmm. but uh, like everybody else doesn't get like a whole lot to do it it's Mm-hmm. it just feels like you're like things are being like they did like a a plot outline of the novel yeah. and just be like okay we need to check this 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 and okay we got everything so i think i think the movie's good yeah also i don't remember in the book and 
if you haven't watched it, I guess this might be a a slight spoiler, so I maybe skip ahead. When the demon actually becomes out of her and is a demon, I don't remember if that was in the book or not. I don't but think I it was. hate it. Yeah. Why would a demon possess your body if it has its own body? Yeah. There's no yeah. point. You can't pull out a demon physically. That's not how it works. No. I was and I think like I like you said, like this is a movie, like I didn't hate it. Like it was fine. Like it was yeah. but it was, I did hate that part. Like I was fine until that part, and then I was like, oh, I hate this. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, you gotta have like you had a special effects budget and you had to use it. But yeah, I, I think um like man, like oh like we had a demonic tapeworm that looked like flipping awesome. Yeah. Um like why speaking like spend that like, demon money on like five more of those worms. <laughs> yeah, like it said she had a stomach full. Like, why didn't we get like a like a like a Lovecraftian like tentacle yeah. monster of tapeworms coming out of her mouth? That's like like you know, she been eating eggs for God knows how long. Uh, yeah, yeah. Why don't we get that? Like that would have mm-hmm. been better. Like I don't need a demon goo, a goo demon. It's just yeah. Just... Although like the fireball was pretty cool. Like I'm not gonna like I'm just yeah. like, all right. Yeah, that looks awesome. Fine. Like, yeah, fine. <laughs> uh, and the spooky house where she got possessed was I like that. That was good. It was good and creepy. It's like why why would you walk in here, girls? yeah yeah uh, like because like let's let's be honest if you've taken lsd the last thing you want to be around is creepy shit yeah <laughs> no like no um but yeah overall i i found it to be fine and entertaining yeah. and like it's <clears throat> well not nearly as good as the book um it 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 still manages to like I said like it hits it hits the high notes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just okay. Yeah. If you if you didn't love the book, if you didn't read the book, you might like the movie because you might not have that attachment. And if you've never read any Grady Hendrix, probably even better because then you don't know like how just cuttingly witty he is. Oh. And and that's really I think the biggest sadness is that there's just none of that wit in the movie yeah go go subscribe to the paperbacks from hell uh oh seriously it will be the highlight of every time it shows up in your inbox and you can Mm -hmm. that's just like a free way to find out how clever he is yeah yep oh my throat i'm losing my voice Uh uh-oh do we want we we had said we might touch on mr harrigan's phone i did not get around to watching it okay (laughs) okay unfortunately i did i liked it better adaptation of the story it's not going to be for everyone it's slow it's it's methodical it's what the story is but i liked it um so uh some other uh like we said it is out now via Mm -hmm. amazon prime uh we have some recommendations for some other things you should watch Mm -hmm. um in the movie they reference heathers a lot your time is going to be better spent watching heathers probably (laughs) um if you want this is what the 80s was doing because that is what the 80s was doing i also kind of thought of the final girls from 2015 just as like a a good representation of sort of friendships and you know i don't know i just think more a more fun kind of similar-ish situation um i would like to recommend uh the movie tragedy girls as the inversion of (laughs) um it's it's on hulu uh and it's a movie i think that more folks should check out like if you want to watch like friendship but (laughs) evil (laughs) yeah i haven't watched that one yet i didn't know it was on hulu so i'm gonna add that to my list immediately Oh. oh man i love tragedy girls so much um, and the producer of that film is now the owner of Fangoria. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the owners of Fangoria. Um, yeah. If you have opinions on this movie, and I know many of you do, um, reach out. Tell us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'd love to hear it. Even if you're like, you hated its guts. Or if you loved it, tell us. And, and you can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at Report Carnage to tell us all about it. And you can email us at carnagereportpod at gmail to tell us about it or to request a sticker, yes. which we have. 
it is time for I'll be right back. Yeah. Oh, what do you got coming up this week uh, after like a very lively well, start to your weekend? Well, I'm seeing Danger Bob again tonight. So there's that. Jealous. I also have, uh, you know, Hellraiser just dropped. I haven't got to watch it yet. The Midnight Club. Um, the, it, Bring It On, Cheer or Die is on tonight on Sci-Fi. So I'm recording that. Werewolf by Night. It's There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's so much. Yeah. Plus, yeah. trying to sew my Halloween costume <laughs> and my husband's Halloween costume before Halloween, which we have no plans for, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but we have costumes, so we're ready. Uh, what about you, Nick? What do you got coming up? Uh, speaking of uh, friends I've known for a very long time, like we're doing for the first time in like four or five years, um, we're going to Pumpkin Patch and we're going to do that a week from today. Um, we're going to go to Pumpkin Patch and we're going to hang out and buy all that stuff. And then we're going to come back to our house and everybody like Tawny's going to make like a huge thing of Italian beef and we're going to eat too much and watch uh, a bunch of weird movies. And hopefully one of those weird movies will be the uh wnuf uh halloween special sequel which is which by the way it has an official name which nobody like i don't think we ever mentioned it is called the out there halloween megatape Um, nice um, that is exactly what you would name a tape that you recorded off of television Yes, uh, and I 100% uh, paid thirty dollars for a DVD um, uh, that will uh, that will hopefully, like fingers crossed, they're like chip like should be there in five to seven days. I'm like, come on, <laughs> like I really want to be able to like I want to be able to show everybody like the WNUF ha- Halloween special and then the sequel immediately. Yeah, um, um, I do have. Oh, sorry, I don't. Know. I have one oh, more wow. thing I wanted to make sure I mentioned for anyone who listens who's local. Uh, this drops on Thursday, probably. Mm-hmm. And on Saturday, the 15th is Nerdoween, which is put on by our friends, uh, Genius and Greg at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is a triple feature of Halloween horror-ish movies. Uh, not horror-ish. Horror Halloween-ish movies um, at Screenland. I think it will sell out. I don't know that it has yet. And it's all like you don't know until you get there what they're going to be. And it's always a good time um, with good people. And I will be there if you want to come say hi. I will unfortunately be busy uh, with my thing. Uh, mm-hmm. But I am going like all things being equal. I will possibly be there the the next night uh, for the analog Sunday event uh, put on uh, nice. by the, the fine folks. Uh, at Magnetic Magic Brentles and Forever Bogus. Uh, and it is a double feature of Dead In and Witches Sabbath, which, by the way, are shown from VHS. Uh, nice. if, if you've never been to an Analog Sunday event uh, in your local, check it out. It's so much fun. Like the pre show mixtapes are great. There's like a tape trading thing. You get to meet all sorts of fun people. Uh, highly recommended. I haven't been to one of those yet. I need to. I haven't been in a really long time. So that's what we've got cool. coming up. Yeah. Um, thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, wait, who does the music, Nick? That is my brother, Steve. You can find him on Instagram at Starling Woodworks and at nodder.bandcamp.com. Where can they find you online? I am Dark Humor Girl on everywhere you might be looking for me. And I I write stuff for modernhorrors.com and downrightcreepy.com. What about you, Nick? I am on twitter at nuthouse punks and i am on instagram at nicklaus mouse and you can find my writing at uh starburst magazine uh where i just had a video go up where i talked with the composer dara taylor who did the uh, invitation um and you can find me at the pitch where i write about stuff usually music but i also got to talk to andrea l rogers whose new book man-made monsters came out earlier this week uh and it's the best horror book i've read all year hey awesome all right now thanks for listening (laughs) (laughs) and we will be back in the next episode with another roundup of the latest in news and horror and we're going to talk about david gordon green's halloween ends and we're not giving you a synopsis because you don't need one you know you, you know, know what's what happening. You know what it is. You've watched all of the trailers. You know what's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very, we're very excited to see how this all wraps up when it yes. hits. 
theaters and uh, Peacock. I can't wait for the discourse. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. Will evil die that night? Only time will tell. Only one way to find out, gang. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll get to hear our thoughts about it on the next episode. Until then, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.